Hey everyone, welcome to Faith Palm, the 12 Days of Podmas, with Jesse and Jake. For the next 12 days, we'll be talking about Christmas movies. And for today's episode, we're talking about Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, so actually in editing the Elf episode... I realized that we kind of this we kind of had an Easter egg for this movie in yesterday's episode because we actually sang part of the Santa Claus is Coming to Town song. <laughs> that's amazing. We did. We did sing it because that's the song they sing. Yeah. We didn't even mean to do it. Look at that. Well, so we have our dear listeners. We have um, moved on to a new section of movies today. Um, as we said, that we focus on two kind of categories for the 12 movies we're watching. Um, and this one is classics. So movies that are just considered classics. Um, in this case, we both have happened to have seen them. Um, but yeah, we just decided to pick two that are kind of, I guess, just like revered around the world, like at least the U.S. as quintessential classic Christmas movies. Yeah, and this one, um, growing up, it's one my dad one of my dad's favorite Christmas movies, um, and so it ended up being one of mine. I never really appreciated it as much as I like Rudolph and things like that, but going back and watching it as an adult, like it's a really good Christmas movie. I just find it so clever too, and that's one thing I love about it because it it's like. Um, and I don't know, we didn't look up, um, yet we will, what came first, but it's like, it explains every Christmas tradition that we have, like why, like at least not, you know, biblical Christmas tradition, but like, it kind of explains every American Christmas, like Santa, trees, um, winter, all that, like in one go. I think it's really clever how they do it. Yeah, it. It explains every like writing letters to Santa. We'll we'll get into it. Um, I'll try to find a summary of what all it covers. But yeah, it's I love it. Just, like really for that reason, it gives a reason for why we believe in Santa. Yeah, um, I love it too. It's got a huge, pretty like famous as in Jesse and I recognize two names from this movie that was released <laughs> in the nineteen seventies. Um, happy fiftieth anniversary to this film, by the way. Um, but two big names in it that we recognized. Fred Astaire actually plays the uh, narrator of it. Special Delivery S.D. Klugger. Oh, I never got that. His name's Special Delivery. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and then Mickey Rooney is Chris K- Chris Kringle. Good old Chris Kringle. Um, yeah, and then all the others, you know, I'm sure they were huge back in the day. Um, but have since maybe not as much. Of course, we have the Westminster Children's Choir, who are still ragingly popular today. (laughs) (laughs) So popular today. Um, But I do want to find out which came first, song or movie. So I believe in this case, the song came out first. Um, I I think it was in the 30s, the song came out. And then the movie was made based off of the song. That would make a lot more sense because they definitely did. Um, they definitely did. Uh, what do I say? 
uh, key into this song and make, yep, uh, published 1934. Wow, I'm good. Yeah. So, um, 1934. They definitely made a lot of winks at the song in it. They really did, which they kind of did the same with Rudolph, but I think they pull it off a lot better in this movie. Um, just cause I don't yeah. think they're relying so heavily on the song. Maybe it's because the song of Rudolph tells the story of what happened, so all they had to do was animate what happened, whereas Santa Claus is Coming to Town, it tells you kind of what Santa does and how he does it. Um, But it really leaves a lot to imagine of how how those rumors came about that he can see kids when they're sleeping and like why he says you, know, you better not pout all all that <laughs> stuff um and i think this movie just does a wonderful job of incorporating that song into the story without making it cheesy because you know when in rudolph yeah. when santa says rudolph with your nose so bright won't you guide my slate tonight it's very like you're just quoting the song there um, um yeah also i wanna um because obviously we have such angry listeners who are gonna attack us for this um not really but you know <laughs> we've been calling it claymation um and i found out you know this technically isn't claymation because none of them are made out of clay um especially in this one it's called animagic and the characters are made out of wood and plastic um, so yeah. it's still stop motion, but it's not clay. So just for our sticklers out there listening to us, we get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> those, those, those real movie snobs out there. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's also a novelization of this. Damn. I think my family has the book. Maybe not. We have a lot of Christmas books. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, let's... Uh, what do you say we delve on into our thoughts and summary and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So so it starts off um, kind of in a similar way to Rudolph, where there's kind of newsreels playing about kids getting ready for Christmas, excited that Santa's coming to town. Um, and then we happen upon SD, SD Kruger, Special Delivery Kruger. Um, who starts telling us the story of Santa. And he's really telling the story to a bunch of ghost children. They're just voices ghost that were here. Ghost children! Um, they're kind of creepy. Uh, but they respond to him. So they, they ask him about Santa. Um, I also love um, in the newsreel people... Like, honestly, you don't even have to watch this full movie. Like, same thing with Rudolph. Just watch the overdramatic opening of newsreels and like things. Uh, but I love it. It's like, children around the globe are preparing for Santa Claus's visits. They have been warned not to pout and not to <laughs> shout, not to cry and not to pout. And like goes through the song like in this really melodramatic way. And I love it. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, and so we learn about um, the town, Somber Town, which is where Aww. this movie is set. And... Uh, Burgermeister Meisterburger is kind of, I guess, the mayor of the town. Um, my mom's favorite character. I guess what is she I... just would always, <laughs> she would just always go or oh, er Burgermeister Meisterburger like all the time growing up. I want to know, the... or she'll do it even if we say we want a burger. She'll be like er Burgermeister Meisterburger. I tried to find the translation for Burgermeister because I assumed it's a German word. Isn't it just Mr. Burger, Mr. Burger? 
Yeah, but isn't Burger like Mr. Mr. Burger. Burger, like I feel like Burger is like town or like person of the town or something. I I have never learned German, so I'm just making stuff up over here. We're gonna cut all of this. Oh, burger could mean uh bourgeois can like derive from bourgeoisie. Um, oh, it's also it's burgers. citizen, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so townsperson. Meister is master, so he's citizen master. He's the mayor. Um, that was a smart thing to Google. Go me. Um, so Burgermeister Meisterburger, um, is like the mayor of Sombertown, and in the beginning of the movie, a a baby shows up on his doorstep. A baby. A little ginger baby. A um, oh, baby. Jesse's brother Nick shows up at the doorstep 100 <laughs> percent um he's got a tag around his neck that says claws on it but no other identifying information oh no actually he's got the tag and then he's got a note that is asking burgermeister to raise the child as his own and he's like which like good of all people you could bring your kid to mom or dad you know could be dad you bring him to Burgermeister? Like, seriously, bring him to the nice, like, old couple in the town or something. Like, why would, why the heck would you bring it to Burgermeister? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I want to meet these parents. Where are the clauses? Where are the clauses? Um, but yeah, so Burgermeister's like, heck no, I'm not, I'm not raising this child to send him to, what was it, the orphan asylum? Yeah. Um... And so his... He's like, orphan asylum. Yeah. So his servant dude um, puts the baby in, like, a sleigh and turns around for a second. Of course, big snowstorm outside. The wind blows the sleigh with the baby in it away um, into the territory of the Winter Warlock. Uh, Not but... the Winter Warlock! <laughs> um, but the the very nice animals of the forest take the baby and like hide him from the winter warlock and take him to a family of elves um and they're the kringles so i think the first one we meet is it like jingle kringle jingle kringle um i know it's dingle kringle dingle kringle is the first one but then there's like kringle jingle and zingle and wingle yeah Um, there's like uh tingle twingle and then tanta (laughs) <laughs> and then Tanta. Tanta is like the queen of the elf family. Actually, yeah, I think she is literally the elf queen. Yeah, she's literally the elf queen. <laughs> um, so they adopt him. Um, they name him Chris, so he is now Chris Kringle. Um, and we see him growing up and learning how to make toys and nah, living with the it's family. It's a huge you know, responsibility. It's it's a difficult responsibility to be the first toy difficult. maker to the king. It's such a difficult responsibility. Like, let's talk about that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is very much a Buddy the Elf beginning. He's an orphan child who somehow ends up with magical elves and is raised as an elf. Of course, he knows he's human. Luckily. Yeah, he does know that. The 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 Kringles uh, did it right, whereas Papa Elf did not do it right. But but what I love is because of the Winter Warlock, these elves can't take their toys to Sombertown anymore. So instead, they just throw them outside. 
Yeah. They, they finish a toy the and throw it outside. They're <laughs> just like, eh, can't do anything about it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the Kringles. I, I, I do love them. Um, but, but soon, Chris grows into a man, as our narr- narrator tells us. And then he turns, Chris turns to the camera and goes, I'm a, I'm a man now. It's a beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a, gotta I'm a big that. kid now moment. I'm a big kid now. Oh man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I'm a big kid now. I, I quote that uh, way too often. What's that from? Pampers? Um, I think it's, a, it's pull-ups. Pull-ups. Because then the babies can put on their own diapers. <laughs> anyway um <laughs> so chris grows up to be a quote fine young man um and he decides that he wants to help the kringles deliver their toys to somber town because again the kringles are elves they're they're little short little elves they can't walk all the way to somber town even with the winter warlock there um to deliver oh, we their, also their toys um forgot while he's growing up he he learns how to have fun and stuff by the animals and especially the seals who uh teach him how to laugh <laughs> they teach him how to ho 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 yeah that's a good part <laughs> yes oh and he also calls the people who raised him friends <laughs> he's like friend you are my friends my friends who raised me and it's like um they raised you. They're like practically family and parents. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, so he just um Chris decides that he wants to deliver the toys to Sombertown. So he gets ready. They give him a Kringle suit, which is the classic red suit that Santa wears. Um, and all the other elves wear them. So he finally gets one. Uh, meanwhile, of course, took him long enough. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, of course. Burgermeister over in Sombertown, you know he he like stepped on a toy for some or something, and like broke he his ankle. His, yeah, and slid a uh, toy toy duck thing, you know those ducks oh, yeah. on rollers. Yeah, yeah, he stepped on that, broke his leg or something. Um, and, his funny bone. <laughs> oh yeah, he broke his funny bone. How did I forget that? Which is in his leg. <laughs> it's on his foot because that's where that's where people are ticklish, so it's funny. But yeah, so he declares that toys are now illegal, unlawful, immoral, um, which cracks me up. Puts out a whole order about that and confiscates toys. Um, and and we get to hear a reprise of It's a Difficult Responsibility, um, but it's him singing about banning toys. Yeah. Um, which I think we can all come to the conclusion that Burgermeister... And Tanta Kringle are at least cousins <laughs> or family in some way because they both knew that song. Maybe that's why he hates toys so much is because he's from the not elf side of the family and like oh, is man. jealous that he can't make toys. Well, you know, actually, I've you know, I, I hate to dismiss that whole fa- fun theory, but I did just realize that if Tanta made it for the king, and uh, Burgermeister is a descendant of the king, then she probably sang that song to the king, and so that's been a song that they know. Um, oh, so unfortunately, yeah. they probably aren't related. Yeah, that would make sense. They were sense. lovers. No, yeah. <laughs> My goodness. 
<laughs> had too much caffeine today. <laughs> I've had two Diet Cokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so yeah, he puts out an order and says that anyone found possessing a toy will be arrested. You know, even the children. Um, <laughs> yeah, we hate children here. <laughs> and then after that, we get back to Chris, who is on his way to Sombertown. Um, he meets a lost penguin who he names Topper because, you know, he's try- the penguin's trying to find his way to the South Pole, but he's, like, all the way at the top of the world near the North Pole, so he's Topper, which is adorable. <laughs> um, so he-, he and Topper make it to town, and they see two sad kids washing their stockings by a water fountain. He's like, why are you sad? And they're like, all, the- all, we- all we're allowed to do is do our chores. Um... And so he gives them toys to cheer them up. And then he's stopped from giving out toys by Miss Jessica, who is the school teacher in town. Um, But then he offers her a china doll, like the one she wanted when she was little. And she kind of softens toward him. She's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe toys are okay. Um, Also in this scene, when he's talking to the kids, he he first insults them and was like, I... (laughs) I don't like your sour faces. (laughs) And then it goes into the song. He's like, you better not cry and you better not pout. And And they're like, why? why? And then he he angrily goes, I'm telling you why. (laughs) Cause I I came came to town. town. (laughs) Cause I came to town. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. That was just before Miss Jessica shows up. He like, cause I came to town. You can't be sad. (laughs) (laughs) um but i do want to throw out um jesse happens to share a name and hair color with miss jessica um so i've decided that in the future when jesse is married um that's their couple's costume yeah i mean i have to be married to somebody named chris so it's spelled k-r-i-s though yeah 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 obviously (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but so, you know, it's it's pretty much a love at first sight right there. Um, and they, they're like chatting and he's like, I'm going to give kids toys. But but Jake, um, what do they have to do in order to receive a toy from Chris Oh, Pringle? no. Oh, no. This is the creepiest <laughs> no, 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 song no, 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 no. in the world. Let me pull up the um, lyrics to the song. I was just about to. So, um, we have found out that this is since a, uh, this has been, since been cut from almost every made-for-TV, um, (laughs) one, uh, when it's aired, and it is also in many lists of the five most unsettling holiday songs of all time. Yeah. So, the Um, name of the song... uh, Right up there... Go ahead. Oh, well, it's uh, right up there with, on this list, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, uh, Santa Baby, which, in in comparison to this song, it, like, it's up there with, um, <laughs> like, Baby It's Cold Outside, um, which, all those songs, in comparison, don't even match how creepy this song is. No, this one is, this one is scary. Straight up scary. Um... So the title of this song, um, it's got two titles, like, in this movie. It's either referred to as Be Prepared to Pay, or If You Sit on My Lap Today. Uh, just straight straight up cringe right there. But apparently, 
Um, the song hilarious. also makes an appearance in um, the Rudolph Frosty and Friends sing along, and in that it's called "Give a Little Love," which is a bit a bit better. But yeah, go ahead, read the lyrics for us. <laughs> if you sit on my lap today, a kiss, a toy is the price you'll pay. When you tell what you wish for in a whisper, be prepared to pay. If you sit on my lap today, a kiss, a toy is the price you'll pay. When you sit on my left knee, don't be stingy. Be prepared to pay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But um, I do like, so the the next part of it, it, it gets better. Um, less creepy, I guess. See, I only so have the first if, part, so I guess you read uh, that. It says, if whenever you take, you give a little back, then whoever you love will give a little love back. So give a little love, get a little love back. Don't you don't you have a little love that you want to get back? So it's kind of I, that that's I a bit better. Because um, I mean, that, it's a season of love. It is, and that kind of harkens back to what we were talking about in our last episode about um, being able to spread Christmas joy, and you can only do that if you have joy in your heart to give. You know, so if if you want to. In this case, if you want to get a gift, you gotta give a gift. Obvious. Of course, that ki- gift is sitting on Santa's lap and giving him a kiss, but we're not gonna get into that. No, we are not. <laughs> we're just gonna um, move right on by. I do love, I mean, I do love that message, though, is like, I feel like that's the best part of Christmas is the gift giving. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, Jesus, but like, <laughs> in modern corporate Christmas is, uh, gift giving because i just think it's i mean my top love language if you couldn't guess is receiving gifts so like (laughs) i love it i love this season because it just it shows how thoughtful people are but like i also love to give gifts so it's like i just love i love it so um i love that giving love and i always feel like you know the more you give the more you get not like physically like you get but like we all know how it feels better to give something necessarily than receive something we all have those favorite gifts that i feel like if you talk i don't know this might be a question good question for you jesse okay when people do you have an easier time if somebody were to talk about christmas or something and they asked either of two questions would you have an easier time answering what's your favorite christmas gift you've ever given or would you have an easier time um answering what's your favorite christmas gift you've ever like received or gotten oh gosh so i don't i don't know if i'd have an easy time answering either because i take great enjoyment both out of giving and receiving i really enjoy yeah a receiving a gift like a thoughtful gift not just here's the thing with my family we're gonna get into a rant now um if my family is listening to this i love you all um, but we have a Google Doc of our wish lists. So we put anytime we think of something that we might want for a birthday or Christmas or whatever, we put so it on that list and we have links to our Amazon lists and everything. Because um, there are eight of us. It's hard to keep track. Um, yeah. But over the past couple years, that has turned into kind of like a, it's kind of assumed only buy me what's on that list. Um, and a couple of my uh, siblings are very much, I only want what you, what I've put on my list. Don't get me some, don't give me a, a surprise, but I really, really love both giving and receiving gifts that make you think of that person. Um, 
And I really want to, like, give an example of what I'm giving to one of my siblings this year, but I can't because it's a secret. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I just, that that's the kind of thing that I like. And so, I've had a lot of gifts over the years that I've either received from a friend or a sibling that I really enjoyed because they were thoughtful about it. But I also, my... The gift that I'm giving this year, we, we're doing like a secret Santa thing, so I'm just gifting to one sibling. Um, I'm oh. really, I'm really excited about it. It's, it's been on my mind for long before I knew who I was going to be secret Santa for. Um, Text me who you have because I'm curious. No, but that's that's awesome. Like, I, I just for me, uh, it's hard for me to, th- and I, I don't know. It's funny because my my love language is receiving gifts. But it's really hard for me to think back to like, oh my gosh, this is a favorite gift I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the most recent though is like my friend Holland got me um, one of the ology books that she was like, I could remember you having these ones. So I made a wild stab and I got you this one. And it was, it's just like, it means a lot. Like Illusionology is probably my favorite ology book I have up there because that was just Holland knowing what I wanted. Um, but I personally, I love... Um, I love giving gifts and I, I've loved my whole life trying to figure out like whether Christmas or not, like how to give a meaningful gift. Um, and sometimes, you know, some years it doesn't work out. Some years it strikes me so well. Um, like it is secret Santa for my friend Sierra and I had known her since middle school. Um, and I pretty much stole, told her our, uh, our friendship through gifts. So it was like how we became friends and we, she played Lumiere and I played Cogsworth my senior year. And so it was like, we started in band together and I got her like a little flute and I like, she played the wicked witch in the first thing. So I got her a little wicked witch and like moved all up onto Cogs or onto a Lumiere. And I'm like, still, it was one of my favorite gifts I've ever given just because I could see her face, like love it, you know, like, and I could feel the love. Like, I don't know. It's just that, like we said, it's like, you get so much more when you give. Yeah, no, that, that is, like, that almost is making me cry. That's so beautiful and such a true show of friendship, and it's really heartwarming to hear that. That's exactly, I feel like a better way to ask your question is, do you enjoy more receiving gifts or giving gifts? See, I I was going to ask that, but I think it's more what I'm, you know, I I like to think, because if somebody asked me that i'd be like oh i don't know i don't know i don't know you know yeah but if somebody were to just like come up to me and like tell can you like would you rather tell me about your favorite gift you've ever received or your favorite gift you've ever given be a lot easier for me to jump on like let me tell you about this gift i i gave because it was so like so important to me to see that person yeah i could i i do like that that would actually be a really good like first date question or like just a icebreaker kind of question um yeah so so keep keep that in your back pocket like that that well, is also it shows how thoughtful me. somebody is i guess yeah you know um because it's like oh yeah i got my mom a flower once it's like well you know um, but if they're like yeah i got my mom her favorite flower and like her favorite color vase and like she always wanted this flower. like you know it's like oh yeah thoughtful <laughs> love that um but yeah, anyway, we went on a little bit of a rant, but I think it was yeah, on topic. Yeah, just, just a bit of a tangent, but yeah, we are talking about gift giving, and 
making that creepy song something good. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but then, of course, uh, Burgermeister comes and is like, what the heck? I said no toys. And Chris is like, I've got a yo-yo for you. And then he plays it, and then he goes, I'm great. Like, his little dude, his little min- 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 minchkin? Minion, that's the word. <laughs> his little minion is like, that's breaking your law. And he's like, no, I won't break my law. I've been and, bamboozled. Uh, I've been bamboozled. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> bamboozled. Um, and he, he tries to capture Chris. And then uh, Chris is like, nope, I'm going to the woods. And he gets two feet in, into the woods. And the guards are like, oh, we can't find him. We'll never find him there. Yeah, um, and so Chris, along with his good penguin friend Topper, um, they're trying to make their way back through the woods to the Kringles, and the Winter Warlock captures them. Um, and he's- Not Mr. Warlock! Not the Warlock. Um, he, so, he's, you know, in his big grumpy mood and threatening Chris and everything, but then Chris is like, well, can you let me go before you kill me? Um, I have a I have a present to give you. So for some reason the warlock lets him go and Chris gives him a toy train. Um and the warlock he literally melts and it's like the fastest character change I've ever seen. Look at that character development <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. Um but then they um, go into my most favorite song of all cuz the winter warlock is wondering if this change is permanent. He doesn't know how to be a good person. And at this point, he's just going by the name Winter. Um, he's dropped the warlock part of it. Um, and this is the song that I never understood when I was younger. I was like, he can walk. He was just walking. I get, like, I don't understand. <laughs> and yeah. now I realize young me was an idiot. Yeah. So the song is put one foot in front of the other. And it's really about, you know, becoming a better person is as easy as putting one foot in front of the other as easy as walking you can become a better person you can make steps to yeah it's really good for kids to hear that um which you know again this scene makes me feel like man this would be a really good two hour like live action film which i know purists are gonna be like no but i really (laughs) think it'd be fun to like you know you could explore the winter warlock's character more yeah, let's scrap all the Disney live-action shows that they just announced and just do, like, this and other Christmas yes. movies. Um, but, of course, they become friends, and the warlock's like, hey, you want to know how you can spy on kids? <laughs> <laughs> this is how, and shows him making a snowball and spying on kids. And Santa goes, ah, this is how I'll know they're sleeping. Which, like, why does he need to know if they're sleeping? It's so creepy. Uh, but yeah, then um, Jessica comes and is like, hey, you know, like the kids, they don't have toys. The Burgermeister has uh, destroyed them and the children want new ones. Um, <laughs> and here are some and letters get... that they wrote to you. Yeah. And then doesn't she kiss him or something? Kisses him yeah, on the cheek. They he, shine a red blushes. flashlight. And then we get um, the quote that Jesse probably relates to more than anything the i'm crowded but at least i'm loved um said by our dear winter (laughs) yeah after they bring him back to the kringles and they're all making toys and everything he's very overwhelmed with the crowd but yeah i I do relate to winter very much in this scene 
Um, yeah, so they're they're making toys for the kids. And then Chris takes the toys to the kids and sneaks into their houses. He has sent word to them to first leave their doors unlocked at night so that, he, so that he, when he's walking through the city at night or the town, he can, like, try the doors. And if they're unlocked, he knows there's a kid there expecting a toy. Um, so he does that. The next day, Burgermeister's mad, t- confiscates the toys again. So Chris does it again. But this time, all, all the doors have been locked, so he goes down the chimney, explaining the whole chimney thing. Um, and then, of course, Burgermeister uh, destroys all those toys again, and then decides... Oh, no, wait. Well, then they have to hide the toys in the stockings by the yeah. fireplace. Yeah, then the next night they hide their toys by the stockings. I'm getting a phone call. Um, decline. Um, <laughs> and then, I'm already oh, no. on a phone call. Oh no, um, a trap. Yeah, Burgermeister sets a trap and there he and his guards are waiting for Chris when he makes his next delivery. Um so they they, they captured have already him. captured. And they've already captured the Kringles, Topper, and Winter. Aw. I wonder why they didn't capture Jessica. Did she just stay home that night? Well, she was there, but they she didn't have any part in it, I guess, because they just literally ignore her. Yeah, I guess, I guess they don't realize she's involved. And Jessica's like, um, hey, Mr. Warlock Winter, Winter, why don't you just cast magic to release everybody? <laughs> and he's like, uh, what is, he says something, I, I don't know how to do magic anymore because I'm sad. Yeah, <laughs> like he's I'm, like sad. Or he's so not, he, I'm not angry anymore. I'm not, or he's like, I'm happy, so I can't cast magic anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that, and he like he said he had like a broken wand and something, and then he has magic. What I heard was feet corn, like the corn that grows on your feet, but it's actually like feed corn, like corn you feed to oh, animals. Oh, but before we get to this, we get oh. the most important song in the world. Oh, yeah. We get... It's oftentimes cut from the movie, but it's called My World is Beginning Today, and it's a full let-it-go moment where Jessica lets her hair down, and we get these nice 70s vibes. It's almost like Scooby-Doo, Daphne, like all the colors. It's insane, and it's beautiful, and I need Cher to sing it. Yeah. It is uh, beautiful. It's kind of, <laughs> It's kind of trippy, just because it is 70s. But it, it, it works. Like, just look it up, everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... <coughs> but then Winter, then we get to the magic feet corn. Yeah. Winter <laughs> gives, gives Jessica this magic corn, and she feeds it to the, to the reindeer in the forest, and suddenly they can fly. Um, and then they somehow... I don't remember how, but they helped them... They helped the Kringles and Chris and Topper... They fly. ...escape. Yeah, but how did they break them out of the jail to begin with? Uh, that... Not important. Okay. <laughs> they just did it. Yeah. Um, and so, after this, they're outlaws for, like, a month, and Chris Kringle is declared, like, public enemy number one. Um, there are signs up for, for his arrest and everything, and we happen public upon them in the woods, and Chris has grown a beard. A good old Santa beard. And he has to change his name. He has to change his name to Claus. 
he, um, Tanta finally tells him that his name was Claus. Um, and then Chris marries Jessica, so they're. And they have a I guess Chris Claus and Jessica outside. Claus. They do. They and, have a beautiful um, outside, and it's all. It's a very like. There, the narration includes a lot of like, Christian themes. Um, they pick. Um, I can't remember what they said now, but it was something about like um, the church being beautiful and everything. The church, there was uh, there was no church for them because they were outlaws. So it was like outside was their church, and then they had trees, and then they put their wedding gifts underneath the Christmas tree. They did. It's so cute. It's a whole forest yeah. of Christmas trees. And then they go, let's go to the North Pole, and they build a castle. Um, and then we have a great deus ex machina here, but it's not really a deus ex machina. <laughs> Literally, the whole conflict of this entire movie is solved because Burgermeister dies. And everyone was like, eh, no one cares about his rules anymore. <laughs> like literally and so then he's able to do request all over the world because burgermeister died and his legend spread yeah but of course um chris started getting so many requests for toys that he was like i can't i can't keep doing nightly deliveries i have to do one one day a year and so he chose of course and i quote the holiest night of the year um because jesus he chose christmas oh and so they would spend all though, year getting the toys together and then deliver them on Christmas. I do want to say, though, I think it's a little uh, um, harder to do everything in one night than if he did multiple nights spread out, you know? like Yeah, sorry. like, may maybe, like, do, like, a country a night. So, like, the U.S. gets one night and then Mexico the next and Canada and all of those. Yeah, but anyway. He, he had to make his mind up. Um, and it ends with, you know, SD, Special Delivery Clugger, his, like, sleigh broke down, or mail truck broke down, but it ends, and he goes, wow, it's late, I have to deliver letters, and suddenly it works again after, he, through the magic of storytelling, I guess. Yeah, wait, wait, did his truck break down in the beginning? Yeah. I, I thought he truck... just, like, stopped it so he could talk. Um, no, his snowmobile mail snowmobile mail truck breaks down so he tells the story of santa oh i guess while he's telling the story he's also fixing his his truck yeah um but yeah so there you have it that is santa claus is coming to town man uh, i i, I really a, do like this movie i think it's a very sweet movie i wouldn't put it as my favorite of the claymation type stuff or animation animotion animagic Animagic. stuff um I, I like i enjoyed it um it's one i remember watching as a kid like i said i think in the rudolph one like i used to watch these there was like a good five years where i would watch all the christmas specials um but this one was always one that i i i didn't care as much for um i definitely think it's for a little bit mature like i think if i watched it more at age like 9 10 11 i would have gleaned more from it but i was watching them a lot younger so like this one i always felt was kind of boring in my mind mm -hmm. yeah i i had the similar experience as a kid where i really loved rudolph because you know that's made for like three-year-olds you don't have to understand all you have to do is know the song and you know what's happening but yeah, this one it like is rudolph made for 
slightly older children and watching it back now as an adult like it's even enjoyable as an adult and it's got some really good themes in it of course i'm i'm all for sad things so my favorite of these ones were uh the year without santa claus see i've never (laughs) seen that one and now i'm thinking i should have put that as my movie i've never seen oh man I don't even remember what it is, because Santa's not in it, but also, like, he is? I don't know. I just remember there's the Heatmeister and Snowmeister and all that. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> maybe, maybe I have seen it. Like, maybe once in my life. I don't know. It's more Mrs. Claus. I think Mrs. Claus does everything in that. I so, like, should. yay women. Yeah, <laughs> Shirley Booth is, uh, is most... Oh, and also, Mickey Rooney reprises his role as Santa Claus. So that's a fun fact we learn. Um, Technically, with these Animagic um, movies, like Rankin and Bass, I think, is the creators of it. Yeah. Um, These movies, the whole idea is that um, it's the same Santa Claus um, and Jessica, um, canonically. With the exception, we think of Rudolph because that does not look like. Uh, but that was also before this movie came out. So I'm saying every one that comes out after this one, I think, is canonically supposed to be um, the same Santa. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I definitely. So as far as our ranking for this movie goes, um, I'm forgetting. So what did we have before? We have. So top elf? so far, it's Elf, Unlikely Angel, Love Actually. And Rudolph. Okay. I would definitely put this above Rudolph. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I want to put it above Love Actually. Um, I think as that's far a hard as, one. I think as far as the themes of Christmas go, I think it might be above of, Love Actually. I think it might be above Love. I would agree. Um, I, like, I really enjoyed Love Actually, so it's hard to be like, ah, oh, this one that I didn't enjoy as much um like i enjoyed it but you know i i really like i said the whole thing that sold me on love actually was sarah and carl's love story um which is nobody's favorite but mine probably <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um it's hard for me to put this above just because i'm like ah but did as much effort you know i'm i'm thinking in the like oh what did the effort that went into it um but this definitely i think would I'm rambling, but um, <laughs> probably in general Christmassy and in general message. Um, well, if we're looking at message, this didn't have as strong of a message as love, actually. You know what? You're right. I, mean, I, I love don't know, actually I feel... had a pretty strong message of love. It really did. But I feel like this is more Christmassy, but I guess that's just because it's Santa. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely more Christmassy, but man, this is hard. Cause, do like, we want to put this like tied with Love Actually? I guess we can do that. This is a fake rating system anyway. I know, but it's hard for me to do that just because I'm like, well, then we could tie most things. Um, I feel like we lose credibility if we tie it. Um, I think we have to make a hard stand. I gotta say, I think that this has to go under well we should have come up with criteria but we also bs this list (laughs) i want to say let's see elf number one unlikely angel number two 
Love Actually, number three. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, number four. And Rudolph? Mm. It's hard because this one's message isn't like as deep. Love Actually definitely has more there. And it's more like our modern Christmas, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Let's, yeah, let's stick with that. I like that order yeah. for now. Um, we can yeah. always Who knows? We it. might change it. It's arbitrary. Um, but yeah, that's that's Santa Claus is coming to town. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Faith Poem, The 12 Days of Podmas. If you'd like to continue to support us in our effort to explore the Christian tradition, and in this case, Christmas movies, please like, subscribe, and follow our show wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Faith Palm Podcast and message us at faithpalmpodcast at gmail.com or through Anchor at anchor.fm slash faithpalm with any questions, corrections, suggestions, or your favorite gift you've ever given or received. Yeah, answer that question for us, because I think that's important. Um, also, with Christmas just around the corner, like literally less than 10 days away, right? Yeah, literally nine days away. Ah, I got to get some shopping done. <laughs> literally nine days away. Um, I just want to throw out a reminder for you guys that, um, very important, you better not cry and you better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town.